A sense of self. What does that mean? When you think of yourself, your self-identity, your self-image, your self-worth, and your self-esteem, what does that mean to you? Tonight's episode, we are going to unpack the sense of self within who you truly are, who you genuinely, authentically, and sincerely are, not who someone told you you are, not where you were, or even why you were a particular way in the past, but presently, today, and pushing into your future, who are you? Make sure you stay tuned. Welcome back to Sentimental Value Podcast with yours truly, Sincerely, Sadrina. Tonight's episode is very special because it is my second episode and it is my first solo episode. So as you know, Sentimental Value is something that means something to you. It has no monetary worth or social value, but it means something internally to you. And on this journey of having my own podcast, I thought it was really essential for me to connect to my audience. It's nice to have guests. People love to be interviewed, but ultimately a podcast is a personal connection, an intimate conversation between you and I. So as I told you from the very beginning, you're going to learn more about me and a lot about other people that I have on. But most importantly, this podcast is going to reveal more of you to you. So let's get straight into it. Tonight's episode is on a sense of self. And when we're talking about self, right, who we are, why we are, what we are, how we are, I felt like it was very important for me to do this one-on-one with you guys. So if you're tuning in visually on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button and you subscribe to the channel. If you are listening, you know, the audio way on any of the platforms, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We are also on Spotify and I feel like I'm leaving one out. Um, iHeartRadio. Yes, iHeartRadio. So if you are listening on your way to work, on your way to school, before you go to bed, even if you just rolled out of bed and it's the top of the morning for you, because you know I love to say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. We are worldwide, baby. Okay. So if you are listening to this, think about your sense of self. Who are you? And I know I asked that out loud, but we should really ask ourselves that internally every day. Who are we, right? And the sense of self is defined as the way a person thinks about themselves and views their traits, their beliefs, and their purpose within the world. It's categorized in three different concepts, right? Self-image, which is basically how do you view yourself, right? a reflection, a mirror. What do you feel about you? What do you think about you? What do you believe about you? Do you believe that you are a punctual person? Do you believe that you are a honest person? Do you believe that you are attractive? Do you believe you are smart? What do you feel about you, right? That's the first category of the sense of self. The second, which is the most important to me, is the sense of worth, and esteem, right? So how do you value yourself, right? So let's, thinking of sentimental value, right? 
do you have sentimental value with yourself or is it monetary based, right? Is it what you have, right? The tangible things, the materialistic things, you know, are you what you wear? Are you where you live? Are you what you drive? And it's nice to have nice things, but it's also nice to be nice, right? So if your value is into something external, you'll miss out on everything internally that you are. Also, is your value within social value, right? Are you who you are based on who someone else is, right? Are you a follower? Do you kind of go with the flow and what everyone else does? Or are you valuable all on your own? It's the most important category. And last but certainly not least, the third category is self-image, right? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Not who you are right now, not who you used to be, right, wrong, or indifferent, but who are you ultimately trying to become, right? Like, who do you see yourself being in the next 10 years, in the next 20 years? What is your ultimate prestige image of yourself, right? Do you have accolades? Are you famous? Are you rich? Are you influential? Are you inspiring and motivating to people? You know, ultimately, who do you want to become? And in these three categories, it's very important to have balance. So I picked tonight a sense of self because I came across a quote you guys know we're going to do, quote of the episode. So it was a push and a pull between two uh, main quotes. First one coming from Robert Greene. If you have never read a Robin Greene book, I suggest you do so, okay? He's the one that has 50 Laws of Power, The Art of Seduction, um, and Mastery, one of my ultimate favorite books by him. Um, but he has a quote that reads, your sense of self-worth comes from you alone, never the opinion of others, okay? I'll say that one more time. Your sense of self-worth comes from you and you alone, never the opinions of others. If other people have to tell you who you are, you do not know who you are. If you are looking and searching and seeking and, and I mean, have a keen desire to have someone authenticate you to make value of you, that you aren't you. And it's just as simple as that. Um, the next quote is by Mark Twain. And it reads, a man cannot be comfortable without his own approval. A man cannot be comfortable, a man or a woman cannot be comfortable without his own or her own approval. Approval is nice, but it is not required. OK, and I believe a lot of people feel like approval is like a form of love and it is not, you know, because when you're seeking someone to approve you all the time shows that there's a lack of love within yourself. You will never find comfortability. You will never be content if every time you need some sense of validation, it has to come from someone else you're going to be on an up and a down roller coaster, okay? And it's not going to be fun. So you guys know, Scholar at Heart, we have another book for tonight's episode, okay? This is a really, really good one. I bought this book maybe about a month ago. And to be quite honest with you guys, I have no method to my madness when it comes to picking these books, okay? When I sit down and I think of the topic for the episodes, I have a few in the vault, right? I know certain topics I want to cover. Um, but as far as me knowing if I'm going to have a guest on that episode or not, I just go with the flow, right? And I've even tried 
tried to get better with my own sense of self with not having to ask someone, oh, what should my topic be? Or what book should I cover? No, I should know because it's my show, correct? And then I should know because not only am I doing this for you guys, but as I stated in the first inaugural episode, I'm facing my fear, okay? I am still nervous, but I am very much so still here. So even within the nervousness and a little bit of the anxious excitement that I have, I go with a decision and I make a choice, you know? And I don't know, I just picked up this book and all of the books that I have on my bookshelf. And this is 101 Essays That Will Change the Way That You Think. And this was really important for me to choose this book in attachment with the sense of self, because your sense of self comes from what you think about yourself, right? Because once you have a thought, it's going to provoke an emotion and then that emotion is going to create a pattern or a behavior, right? So if you don't have positive thinking, right, then you're not going to have positive emotions, which are going to lead to negated behaviors. And then you're going to have a poor sense of self. Okay. So again, this book is 101 essays that will change the way that you think by Brianna Wiest. Okay. Brianna is very young. So I think Brianna is only like 26. She has a podcast herself. This book is over 400 pages and it has over 101 chapters. Okay, so we are not going to get into every chapter, but um, I just wanted to go over some of the main elements to this book. Um, It's 101 essays, right? So each chapter is an essay um, based on different things. And overall, she covers self-respect, self-life, positive thinking, happiness, relationships, emotional intelligence, very important one, a sense of comfort and emotional health, right? What we think is what we become. And that's why our thoughts are so powerful, right? And even our words and what we speak and the things that we do are so essential to how we feel about ourselves, right? Because if we're not thinking right, right, then we're not doing right. And if we're not doing right, then we essentially are not right, right? So some of the chapters that I wanted to go over, you guys see I have my little my little notes. Okay. So chapter one, right. Just starting right off the top. Chapter one, um, is the essay that is on subconscious behaviors that keep you from having the life that you want. Right. So when we think about the sense of self-worth, right. Going to those three categories, most importantly, who do you want to become? Right. When you think of the person that you want to become, if you want to become a highly productive and profitable person, right, you have to have particular behaviors. We get on social media and we always see like the top 10 things that millionaires do to stay productive or the top 10 habits that um, a very important person has. What you don't realize is when you don't focus on consciously making the choice to have a behavior that's going to help who you want to become, then subconsciously certain behaviors are going to lay dormant and they're going to grow and they're going to fester. And that's is going to be what keeps you from being exactly who you are. So from that chapter, I had a few things highlighted and circled and I wanted to go over them. This chapter specifically, I have, you believe that creating your best life is a matter of deciding what you want, then going after it. But in reality, 
you are psychologically incapable of being able to predict what ultimately makes you happy. So when we go back to the sense of self, when someone told you what makes you happy, you internalize that. And then you started to believe that these are the things or these are the people that make you happy. And then one day you wake up and you wonder why these things and these people don't make you happy anymore, right? They don't make you happy because it wasn't your original thought. It wasn't your original idea your original behavior. It wasn't even your original like plan for your life. And when you think about developing a sense of self, especially as a child, it comes from the parameters of who we were socialized by and what we were socialized by, like our parents, our guardians, our teachers, right? And what you have to realize is that Within a poor sense of self, even with an adult, it started in childhood. And we know how generational curses work, right? A lot of our parents and teachers or just anyone that was in a role that was supposed to lead and guide us, they can't give us what they don't have, okay? So a lot of our parental figures are, they don't have a great sense of self and they're only giving us what they have. So then when they tell you what you should have, really a lot of the times it's what they wanted, right? So then you grow up and you become this adult that has no sense of identity because it's like, well, you just let, you did what your mom told you to do or you did what your dad wanted to do or what your grandparents couldn't do instead of ultimately finding out what exactly it was that you wanted to do. It's so subconscious, it's crazy. Um, another chapter that I liked was chapter nine, 20 signs you're doing better than you think. Let's get into this when it comes to social value and when it comes to a sense of self-value, okay? We're really quick to be hard on others because we're really quick to be hard on ourselves, right? So a lot of the times we're quick to tell someone, oh, you could be doing better. And then we're quick to tell ourselves internally, but slow to tell ourselves externally, right? We'll say it to ourselves, but we'll never say it out loud where it's like, I could be doing better. But a lot of the times you, you need to extend yourself grace because you're doing better than you were before. You may not be doing your absolute best. Yeah, you could be doing a little bit better the next day, but never forget yesterday. And today you're a little bit better than you were yesterday. And when you start to add those little bits of value to yourself, that's how you become valuable. But if every day you subtract from yourself and every day you say, well, I could be doing this better. And, you know, I said I was going to wake up at five o'clock and I woke up at six o'clock, but normally you wake up at nine. So you, it's a win is a win, right? And you have to think about it in that manner. Um, another chapter that I really liked as well was chapter 32, Signs Your Mental Breakdown is Actually an Emotional Breakthrough. When you lose yourself, right? And that's a whole other episode within itself. You know, I always go back and forth, even within my own self, sense of self, where do you really lose yourself or did you ever really have yourself, right? Like, it's almost like you, once you find yourself, once you truly as a human, as a man, as a woman, when you find yourself, I promise you, it'll be like you're meeting someone totally new and it'll really make you question, like, did I ever know myself? Did I, did I ever really know who I really was? And a lot of the times you need the breakdown for the buildup. 
a lot of the times it's so much beauty in the destruction of something old because that's the only way you're going to be able to start fresh and build something new. And a lot of the times when we feel like we're going through a mental breakdown, I'm anxious, I'm depressed, I'm suicidal, I'm this. And all of these things are valid, but they stem from you having a lack of a sense of self. And it really does. And I know it sounds crazy, but let me tell you what I know. And this is something that I Googled coming into signs that you have a weak sense of self, right? And we're going to get very personal. So I hope you guys are listening. You that are watching, lean in because we're going to get very, very intimate, okay? It's a saying that know thyself, right? Know thyself, but most don't. Most of us don't. Most of us don't. And most of us, unfortunately, have never had a fighting chance to know ourselves because the threat of us knowing ourselves is a threat, not for ourselves, but for other people. Because as soon as you start knowing yourselves, that is going to birth boundaries. OK, so eight signs that you have a weak sense of self is that you have a hard time saying no. I'll go first. That was I. OK. People pleasing. When you do not know the value of no, there is no value in your yes. If you're just passing out yeses, like they're just penny candy, that that they they mean nothing. They mean absolutely nothing. There is so much power in you saying no. Okay, people respect people that say no. They they truly do. They may not always like it, but you're not here to be liked, okay? Like you're here to be respected. And it's very hard to understand something that you don't respect. It's like a it's like a bridge that you have to get past, okay? So number one, hard time saying no. When I learned how to say no, it, it, it was like opening a brand new form of life for me, okay? Because as soon as I started saying no to things, people, places that did not serve my ultimate purpose and my passion and my ultimate sense of self that I was trying to reach, I promise you, yes, started coming out of nowhere. Just off of me closing obsolete doors that just didn't need to be open or walked through. Um, the second sign of a weak sense of self is that you disregard your needs. That goes back to not saying no. You don't know how to put you first. And you don't know how to put you first because no one ever taught you that. And 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 most of the times in our childhood or adolescence, we're, and even sometimes in our adulthood, depending on who you're in a relationship with or who you do business with, where you work, it's almost like a crime to put yourself first, right? You're punished for putting yourself first, right? But the old saying is you can't love anybody else until you love yourself, right? You can do no good to anyone else or anything else until you prioritize yourself. If you don't have anything for you, you have nothing for anyone else. Um, second sign of a weak sense of self is that you seek validation. Going back to me having a method to my madness it's nice to have a suggestion from someone, but it is not required. I am not going to die without someone telling me, oh, Sadrina, you should do this. It's nice for someone to say, insert your name. You should maybe do this or insert your name. It would have been nice if you did this. But see, someone can't even give you the suggestion unless you do it initially yourself, right? Be your own coach. Be your own cheerleader. Have your own game plan and let what someone else says be something extra, right? Cheer yourself on. Give yourself praise. You have to have personal praise within yourself. If you don't, 
If you don't, you give away your power. You give away your power if you do not have personal praise within yourself. Um, another sign of a weak self is that you struggle to define your values. And that goes into self-development, right? Who are you? What are your characteristics, right? What do you, what, how's your character, right? Are you honest? Do you have integrity, right? Are you caring? Are you empathetic? These are things that should be defined, when something is defined, you can't you can't deviate off of that. It is what it is. And when you don't have your values defined, that's when you seek value and validation and other things and other people. And then people can come, right, if you don't know your values and they can tell you what your value should be. And I can guarantee you the value that someone gives you will not be a value for you. It will be a value for them. Okay. Another sign of a weak self is you are indecisive. You are not in tune with yourself, right? Again, I will raise my hand. <laughs> I suffered from this for years because I could not trust myself. Hi, guys. So if you did not know, I am an entrepreneur myself, and I have a business called Grandeur Rose. Grandeur Rose is a male luxury accessory company. We specialize in ties, money clips, wallets, sunglasses, any high-end luxury accessory that completes the male look, okay? I am offering a 50% off coupon. Yes, a 50% off coupon for all products on grandeurrose.com, okay? Just use the code SVP, S for sentimental, V for value, P for podcast. Add that code into your cart during checkout and get 50% off of every item in the cart. Be sure to add more than one item. Thank you in advance. I cannot trust myself to make a decision, to make a choice, right? And the scary part about that is if I can't trust myself, then ultimately I won't be able to trust other people, right? So then it's almost like an oxymoron. If I can't trust myself to make a decision, why would I let someone else decide for me? <laughs> because if I can't trust what I should be doing, right? And I know me better than anyone could ever know me right? But I give that away. I give myself away by not allowing myself to make a decision, right? You have to be in tune with yourself. Really, that moral compass, that sense of discernment, trust your gut, right? Guide under the tummy. That's a real thing. <laughs> that is a real thing. And learn to like lean into that. Um, the sixth sign of a weak sense of self is that you lack self-confidence. Believe in your abilities, people. Believe in your abilities. I say this a lot on my social media. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Sincerely, Sadrina. Shameless plug. But no, if you want some motivation and some inspiration, I will give it to you. Confidence is key. Confidence is key. The, it's not the most qualified person that gets it and that gets the opportunity and gets the shot. It's the person who had the most confidence. It's the person that rose their hand. It's the person that stood up. It's the person that went to the front. It's the person that spoke out. If you don't have confidence in yourself, it's because you don't know yourself, right? You don't know your abilities. You don't know your strengths, right? And that is why it's so important for you to get to know those things instead of people telling you what your strengths are, trying to build your confidence for you. Again, let that be extra, but let you be the foundation and the guide. Um, Seven, 
a sign of a weak sense of self is that you do not spend time alone. Spend time by yourself. Like I said, if you are listening to this, if you are watching this by yourself, that is good. That is good. It's, it's good to share things with people, right? Like, comment, and share, right? I'm all for watch parties and premiere parties. And, you know, especially when you find a really good visual or really good piece of audio and you want to share with someone. Your, or my favorite thing is when you have someone watch a movie with you and you know, you've seen the movie a thousand times, but the one time you watch them see it, you're watching them for their reaction because it's almost like when you're bringing something that you feel like is a value or could change someone's life or become important to them, you want to see their reaction by it. Watch your own reaction. Watch your own reaction. I do it a lot when I read. Like when I sit down and I truly read something and it like touches me, I'll go back and I'll read it again or I'll really sit with it. I will sit with it. If you do not know how to spend time with yourself, there will be no value in spending time with other people, right? Because when you attach people to your sense of self-worth, and then those people are no longer here, and that is by choice or by force, okay? If you lose a loved one to death, right? And then all of a sudden you don't know who you are, that's a problem. That's a problem because especially, and I can say this sincerely from my own journey, most of the time, some of the best success stories, some of the best success stories come from when someone has lost someone close to them because it wakes something up inside of you. It truly does, right? If you have your own sense of self, right? Or Lord willing, it gives you a sense of self. But if you don't and all you knew about you was your mom or your dad or your significant other, when you lose this person, right? It doesn't even have to be physical death, a relationship. A lot of people lose a relationship, a partner, and they lose their minds. They lose their minds and they lose a form of self-control or self-worth, but they never really had it because it was buried inside of another person. Again, allow that person to be something extra. You have to spend time with yourself, getting to know you and who you are, right? Your image, your awareness, your value of self and self-awareness is so important. Last but not least, the last sign that you have a weak sense of self, which ties into you not knowing how to be alone, is that you are codependent. You are codependent, right? You don't know how to just be right? Solo, solo dolo. That's my favorite thing to say. Solo dolo, right? Even tonight. Imagine if I just said, I want someone to hold my hand this entire process. And I, and I just never want to be on camera by myself. I never want to speak to you guys one-on-one. And then one day my guests can't make it. I should be able to carry the ship, right? I should be able to do it on my own. It's nice to have people, right? But when it becomes a need, when it becomes a necessity for you to have someone, that's dangerous, okay? Because you don't need anyone. And I know it sounds harsh, but you don't need... You, I would want to be wanted before I was needed. Because if someone needs me, then that keeps me prisoner. But then wanting me allows me freedom. And, and, and it allows them to have freedom as well. So again, eight signs of a weak sense of self. We're going to run it back really quickly. You have a hard time saying no, number one. Number two, you disregard your needs. Number three, you're seeking validation. 
Number four, you struggle to define your values. Five, you're indecisive. You don't know how to make a decision or a choice. Number six, you lack self-confidence. Seven, you don't spend time alone with yourself. And eight, you are codependent. Okay. So again, like I said, I've been guilty of some of these. I have definitely been guilty of some of these, but the reason why you need to fight every day to seek yourself, to get in the face of yourself. Also, even with spending time to yourself, you know, I'm really into meditation, but also prayer. Okay. I don't know who you believe in. I just hope you believe in someone. I believe in God. Spend time with God. He created you. He know no one knows who you are, but him. He knows who you used to be, right? That maybe the person inside of you that you never really told a lot of people or showed a lot of people. He knows who you currently are, right? Good or bad. And he knows essentially who you are destined to be, who he designed you to be. Spend time getting into the face of God. Again, picking up a book. If you don't want to pick up a worldly book, pick up that Bible. I've been doing my Bible study. It's been hard. <laughs> it's been hard, but I'm getting through it because you have to spend that time of solitude to really sit with yourself and get to know yourself. Okay. Studies have shown, right, that people who have a great sense of self, right, that overcome those weaknesses that we just listed, they have less anxiety, they have better overall health, right? Better sleep, better sleep, decrease fear of value, more confidence, right? Better communication, better communication. They are less controlling. They are less controlling. That is a big thing that I struggle with, right? That ties into the ideal of being a perfectionist. I can't control everything. And once I let go and I let God and I understand my sense of self is only to be me. I can't be everyone else in the room. I can't do everybody's job for them. I can't control everything the only person I have control over is the only person you have control over is you is you so again people with that high sense of self they're less controlling they have a higher quality of life someone that's always walking around negative Nancy always got something bad to say you know again going back to that better communication if all you have to talk about is gossip and all that other stuff that's a poor sense of self if you're always having to talk about others poor sense of self they have a better success rate with business people that know themselves when you think of a businessman and a businesswoman when you think about somebody that's about their business right somebody that's like on it they have a sense of self they have, and it's admirable to people, right? People want to do business with that person. People want to be connected to that person. And ultimately, even outside of business, they have better relationships, right? They have better communication and interaction with their families and their friends, right? Because of a high sense of self, which also, let me just throw this in there really quick. Once you have fought for your life <laughs> and you have acquired a sense of self you let no one take that from you and that goes for family friends and intimate partners okay when people everyone has their own journey right and I and I'll and I'll say this right and even going you know back to the book right emotional intelligence is such a big thing right and being able to really be aware of self, but also be aware of others and address 
self and others and how we are with others and how others are with us is a big thing. If you are fighting to raise your self-image, raise your self-esteem, right? Your self-worth. Why would you allow someone to take you so far back in your journey? Right. If you work so hard to have positive self-talk, you don't allow anyone to talk to you any type of way. Right. When you know that you giving someone else a yes gives yourself a no. No, you don't do that. Self-preservation is first. Don't let anyone tell you any other thing. OK. Yeah, we're we're humans and we've been socialized, but we are animals. And it's, 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 it's instinctual. Self-preservation is a real thing okay if we don't do right by ourselves right if we don't show up for ourselves we don't put ourselves first we have nothing else left okay if you've worked so hard to be polished in your image right in actuality right in your the way you dress and the way you carry yourself if you know that you are polished and primmed and you took time getting yourself together you don't let anybody just show up any type of way with you right everything is to raise the vibration right and that's why you have to have such a confident sense of self so when you're around people right when you think about who you want to be right if I know I want to be a millionaire I can't be rigid and envious when I get around other millionaires right? If I want to, you know, have a extensive vocabulary and different things like that, then I can't feel less than or out of place when I'm around people and I don't understand the words that they're saying. That's when it's time to ask a question, when it's time to inquire, when it's time to learn, right? They say, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. That is a real thing, Right. But then we also have to remain humble when we're on the other end of that. Right. We can't get up to who we want to be and then forget who we used to be. And then, oh, I'm a millionaire. So I only want to be around millionaires. That's your competition. They're not the people that's going to build with you. Right. It's easier for you to become a millionaire and then to make another millionaire. Right. Then to be trying to make friends with another millionaire. But again, that's a conversation for, <laughs> for a different day. Um, again, please read this book. Um, a few more chapters that I just want to, you know, honorable mention. Chapter 47, if we saw souls instead of bodies, if we saw a soul instead of a body, how would that change the way you think? about even yourself. If you had to show up as your soul instead of your physical characteristics, right? What would that be like? Would people like you, right? Would you like you? Like these are real things because we hide behind our bodies. We hide behind our aesthetic, right? I could be beautiful, right? I, I, I can look good, but if I don't feel good to people, if I don't feel good to myself, if I'm not of good for myself or other people, it's, it's all null and void. Um, also, chapter 81, every relationship is the relationship that you have with yourself. We are all mirrors. And that's why the sense of self-worth and identity is so big. When you see people that are connected to people where you're just like, I don't know how she dates him. Or I don't know how, how, how they do this or how they're parenting. It's a reflection. Maybe you just haven't seen that side yet. But we're all mirrors. Right. That's what allows us to relate to one another and to connect with one another. Right. So when you see someone or you hear someone or you interact with someone, you see a little bit of yourself past, present or futuristic. You see a little bit of yourself, maybe the self that you like, 
maybe the self that you don't like. And that's why projection is such a real thing and connected to the sense of self. But all in all, again, this book is a must read. I am not going to go over 101 chapters. You can leave it in the comment section below if you guys want me to kind of do a part two to this. I don't mind. Um, but just let me know. Again, all of these books are available on Amazon, Audible, all that good stuff. If you have a chapter or essay in here that you've read and that you really like, please feel free to comment below. Again, send me a DM. I love having conversations with people about the topics that are at hand. Um, also, if you have it already, please follow the sentimental value podcast Instagram page. Okay. A lot of behind the scenes are there. We're going to start doing some giveaways right now. The YouTube page is at a measly 87 subscribers. My producer is shaking his head. <laughs> like we, we are shaking our head. Let's get that to a thousand people. Let's get that to a thousand. Okay. I'm trying to drive the traffic from my Instagram page. I don't know how a hundred thousand people follow me personally and we can't get a thousand people to follow me professionally. Let's get it together, you guys. Only because what I'm saying here, even today, the first episode with Facing Fear, we're unpacking things that are timeless, right? Maybe eventually we'll get into, you know, a few other things, um, some trending topics, because even a lot of this stuff with the sense of self, we see every day. Right. We see with celebrities, we see with politicians. Right. We see with community. Right. We see with online social media. Right. Because I believe the sense of self is so distorted when it comes to the Internet. That's its own, you know, <laughs> this own thing. Um, But I say all of that to say, again, I appreciate you guys tuning in to my podcast, Sentimental Value. You know, we end every episode with what has sentimental value to me right now um I don't know I might get my producer to do what means sentimental value to him too um, but since it's just me solo dolo um first let me start with you and let me thank you as the listener right or as the viewer thank you for not only allowing me to do this journey with you but I thank you for allowing yourself to go on a journey okay you could be tuned in to so many different mediums right you're probably creating your own platform a medium as well but taking the time out to really self-reflect with someone is such a big thing right when we think of the sense of self it's hard for us to face ourselves it's hard it's probably some people that turned on this episode and as soon as I said the sense of self or they didn't see somebody else they probably just turned it off and they're not ready and that's okay that's why we'll be on all platforms for when you're ready, you can come back to it. But again, as the listener that is still here with me right now, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for revealing more of you to you and allowing me to reveal more of me to me as well. Think about what means what has sentimental value to you right now. Think about that. Really think about that. I don't know if you journal. If you write things down, um, put things in your phone and notes, um, I tend to text myself a lot. I know that's kind of weird, but I do. Um, but um, email it to yourself. Think about what has sentimental value to you right now, right? It's a new month. It's November. We have two more months left until a new year. Some of us are still stuck in 2020. I know I am. 
I know I am just a little bit. Right. So as we fight to even make sense of the last, you know, couple of years, what has sentimental value to you right now and prioritize that for me, what has sentimental value to me right now are the holidays, right? The holidays last year really allowed me to broaden my sense of self. Okay. Um, I got to really heal my inner child when it comes to Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. And I know it sounds corny, but I really had a very picturesque, right? A <laughs> very Hallmark card um, holiday season last year. And I promise you, I just told a family member last week, I could literally, Lord forbid, but I could die today and I will be perfectly fine. I could, have a, I could never have another holiday ever again and I will be perfectly fine. That's, that's how great my holiday season was to me aesthetically and um you know just emotionally and even material wise and all that good stuff but right now when I think about the holiday season I don't even care about the hallmark imagery right I just care about being able to say that I made it to another holiday season and the best holiday gift that I could have ever given myself is walking in my purpose, doing this with you guys bi-weekly right here on Sentimental Value. Um, I'm going to ask my producer, do you have anything that means sentimental value to you? Okay, he's going to tell he's going to tell me off camera. Um, all right, if you guys have anything that means sentimental value to you um, in this week or this month, the remainder of this year, please feel free to leave it below. Okay. Um, again, if you are not following the platforms, they are as follow. Sincerely, Sadrina. Sadrina is spelled C-E-D-R-I-N-N-A. That is on Instagram and on TikTok. Okay. And the official Instagram page for the podcast is Sentimental Value Podcast on Instagram. Be sure to follow us, okay? We've just started to do daily motivational quotes, okay? I know quotes are everywhere, everywhere, but let me tell you something. When you're really going through it and you need that extra push, it's almost like you can't even find enough of them. So I'm adding to the bunch. Be sure that if you haven't already, please share this podcast with someone. If someone is still facing a fear, having trouble overcoming it, send the last episode if you are struggling with a sense of self or you feel like someone else is kind of rebranding themselves and needs an extra push, please feel free to send this episode to them as well. Again, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. I thank you for tuning in. Till next time.